Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the pod? Get the Hey guys, welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. A bit of a news update for you. If you've never tuned into the show before, I'm your host, Josh, and uh, welcome to Star Wars Escape Pod. Uh, normally, the news isn't really covered on the week-to-week episodes, if, if you want to call them that, because we're usually focused in on uh, more creative content as far as uh, commentaries and after shows go, but uh, figured I'd run out a news update for you guys, just because it's been a while for since focusing on anything new worthy uh, and there's a lot to catch up on so let's dive right in and hit all these headlines out the door another happy landing all right, so uh, I don't want to start off with being a downer, but uh, I mean, let's just uh, let's just get right to business here. Lucasfilm Kathleen Kennedy uh, is reporting, uh, reportedly stepping back and uh, reanalyzing what George Lucas has done with the saga, and uh, and pretty much trying to figure out exactly where they're going to go from here. There's been articles everywhere online talking about it. I don't want to linger. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, it's it's kind of sad news. I mean, it, it freaks me out a little bit because if you look over at the Marvel Studios, I mean, they plan like five, seven years in advance. And I mean, we had uh, what do we have from Lucasfilm? We've got uh, we've got a trilogy that not a lot of people are happy with and uh, and two spinoffs that uh, one of them was not very successful financially and then the other one was was a pretty successful hit but uh uh they've been doing really well with tv shows i mean clone wars was uh fantastic to finally get that back star wars rebels was uh, was pretty great as well um and mandalorian i'm just gonna skip over the star wars resistance but you know the the crowd that watched the, i mean i i did watch it uh but i mean it was definitely not made for the older older age group so uh you know the the people who did enjoy it though i mean that's 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 great but uh uh but yeah i mean out of all the stuff that we've been getting you think that in the in the chair of the studio the ceo would have some idea of like where they're going to take the franchise after this uh, after the skywalker saga ends and i feel like a lot of their plans actually just fell through um i mean if you've been catching up on all the headlines that, well, if you've been keeping on top of all the headlines, at least you'll, you'll have seen all the, all the directors that were promised to, uh, to have some sort of Star Wars film in the future and ended up just falling through. I mean, Ryan Johnson is just one of them. Uh, I have no idea what's happening with his series of movies. Apparently it's in the works and yet I, I am not convinced that that is even going to happen anymore. Uh, the Benioff and Weiss thing didn't work out. I mean, we've had quite a few directors, even even in the movies that we have had, uh, either get uh, uh, well part ways from uh, Lucasfilm because of creative differences, let's call it, uh, or or uh, or otherwise. Uh, so, 
I mean, it's it's been a mess. It's been a mess. And uh, I, I personally, just as a fan myself, I am so sick and tired of it. Like it's uh, it's brutal to see the constant uh, shift of direction and changing of ideas. And, and like, I mean, ideas will change in a creative department like that. Like it's it's pretty normal. But I mean, when you're running a multi-million dollar company, uh, or well, I guess in this case, it's a, a couple billion dollars uh, worth of a company, uh, it, it, you tend to think a few steps ahead. And that's not exactly what they've been doing. And so as a fan, I'm kind of freaked out. I'm like, okay, what is next? I, I mean, I was almost convinced that we'd be getting a High Republic movie in the coming coming years because they've been building up so much hype towards this new era of storytelling that they're producing all these books and comics for and laying out a foundation. I mean, why 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 not a movie based in that era? I have no idea. Uh, it's not that I long for a movie based in the High Republic era, but uh, that's kind of what I thought might happen. Uh, based on just what they've been doing and yet maybe that's not even going to happen anymore. I mean, like they're, they're really trying to put it out there that there are no confirmed plans at all. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not exactly news other than a headline and a worry. Uh, but, uh, I thought that that was just worth talking, you know, about getting out there, spewing out to the void of the internet. Um, so, uh, hopefully you guys are, uh, I mean, I wish I could comfort you, but quite frankly, we're all in the same boat here. Uh, you know, only in <laughs> I wish we could say that uh, in in Dave Filoni we trust, or in John Favreau we trust. But I mean, they they got their hands full with Mandalorian, and they're not exactly in the in the director's chair of the whole company. So uh, who knows what's going to happen? So I mean, uh, just hoping for the best. Of course, we all love Star Wars, and we only want to see what's best for it come through. So uh, you know, uh, I just keep waiting and uh, hopefully uh, you know fingers crossed we we get some some good news uh, in the future uh, in other news uh, we got a few other things to chat about a couple video games that have been uh, trailers have been launched uh, they're about to come out uh, and uh, let's just get right into that so uh, if you guys uh, play the Sims 4 uh, there is an expansion coming called journey to Batu and uh, let's just listen in on the official gameplay trailer. It's not very long here, but uh, if you play Sims 4, you can <laughs> be stoked so for this. Whoa, not cool. You'll never make any friends that way. A few days ago, in a neighborhood not too far away, Cora dreamt of something bigger than the world she knew. Suddenly, a mysterious caller promised the adventure of a lifetime. And in an instant, Cora was swept away to Black Spire Outpost on Batuu. Cora was in shock. I mean, there were aliens, and droids, and blue milk. Why was it blue? Also, she had new clothes. You know what? I'm gonna change this real quick. Let's see. Ooh, I like that. It says I'm cool, but not trying too hard. Anyway, Cora set out to explore more of Batuu. While devouring a plate of delicious Ronto wraps, an especially nosy Abednedo named Loose Tongue shared some unsolicited advice. If it's intel you're after, head to Ogre's Cantina. Talk to DJ Rex, he whispered. Cora entered the vile den of crime and deviance, only to find what looked like a pretty good time. And at the center of all the fun, DJ Rex. 
The droid was eager to talk. Apparently, three groups had recently set up occupation on Batu. The Resistance was gathering forces outside the city, the nefarious First Order had taken over an area downtown, and the scoundrels had been trying to get rich off both every chance they got. Each group would pay a handsome reward to anyone looking to help their cause. And Korra could use the credits. She just had to choose her path. It was an exciting time for Korra. She completed many missions, collected rare items, recruited new members, became a spy, even flew starships. Most of the time, she could handle a mission on her own, solo style. But occasionally, she could use a little help. Luckily, Korra brought her dro. Oh, right. Her droid! Oh, where is my mind? Uh, let's go back. Before going on her next mission, Korra headed to the droid depot. There were many options, but she loved this little BB unit. So she paid the credits and named her BBQD. Cutie, for short. Oh, what a little cutie! Cutie proved very useful while on missions, causing distractions, taking out obstacles, slicing panels, but really, just being a great friend. Look at her! You're the best, cutie! <clears throat> anyway, back to the mission. Oh, wait. Lightsabers! What did I forget about? Ugh. Okay, so the very first thing Cora did was get her own lightsaber! So cool! Look at that thing! Okay, we've gotten way off course. Um, missions! Okay, so after many successful missions, people started to take notice of Cora's effect on Batu. And as her reputation grew, she made friends with some truly inspiring people. Korra made a pretty good living on those missions. Rewarded with promotions, antiquities from another era, all the galactic credits a person could want. She thought she'd never leave. But then she remembered where she was from, who she was. It was time to go home. Plus, this guy had a temper. Korra returned to Batu several times and had many adventures. She made her dreams come true. But the one thing she never could have dreamt of was little cutie. Begin your Sims Star Wars story in the Sims 4 Journey to Batu game pack. All right, so uh, if you're a Sims 4 player, then uh, obviously you'll appreciate that. If you don't play the Sims, then uh, maybe you might actually want to pick up a copy. Uh, I mean, it, it looks pretty cool. It looks like it's Star Warsing up The Sims 4, which is pretty nice. Uh, it's available on PC, Mac, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. And uh, this expansion will be released September 8th, 2020. So uh, you could take The Sims to Black Spire Outpost, uh, which is the same location featured at Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World. Uh, which is uh, also called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So you can create your own story with an allegiance of your choice. And uh, everything is there. Oga's Cantina, all the Easter eggs from the park, everything, everything. I think the layout's even the same too. So that's pretty cool. So uh, you can find more out online about this and on StarWars.com. Uh, but uh, that's pretty much all I got for that. So let's, let's get into the next little bit. Uh, the Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge is a new VR experience that's coming to Oculus. And by extension, uh, it is coming to just VR in general, I guess, because uh, uh, another bit of news today is that uh, the Vader Immortal trilogy is getting released on PlayStation uh, VR, which is awesome. So that's, that's another little headline there. Uh, not much else to talk about. It's been out for a while. But it's finally being released on another platform, which is nice because originally 
the Vader Immortal trilogy was only exclusive to Oculus Rift. And I am a I'm a I'm a Vive guy. I've got a HTC Vive, so I was really disappointed that I wasn't going to be able to play it. And then I found a software online called Revive, and it allows me to uh, actually purchase games from the Oculus Store and then emulate them on my on my Vive. And it works, I would say, ninety percent, eighty five percent, ninety percent there. Um, the Visuals are a little dimmer and darker, I think, than if it were to be coming through on the display that it, the game was designed for. But uh, other than that, the controllers, uh, they all line up. Uh, every button still has a function on the on the Vive remote controls, uh, although it probably would be more comfortable to use the, the natural controllers that it comes with. So, I mean, there is that problem, but at least you can still play the games, right? So I've, I've myself have bought all three of those. So I'm looking forward to buying this one too, and then emulating it on my, on my Vive. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it. Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge coming to the Oculus Store. Let's listen to this reveal video. All done by ILMX Labs. My name is Jose Perez III. I'm the director on Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. It's a new virtual reality experience where we're going to explore and expand on the story of Black Spire Outpost, which you can see at Galaxy's Edge. My name is Kishore. I'm an animation lead on this project. It takes fans beyond the borders of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, set on Batuu between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. In classic Star Wars fashion, the story starts off with you on a cargo ship, some pirates attack. Before you know it, you've kind of crash landed onto Batu, and you're getting swept up in your adventures with all these fun characters at Black Spire Outpost. My name's Steve Hendricks. I am visual director on Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. We're working super hard to push the limits as we always do at XLab. We really want people to experience an authentic Star Wars story, and that starts with realistic visuals. We get to work with Walt Disney Imagineering on this project, which is just ridiculously exciting. Matching the look and feel of Galaxy's Edge is our main goal. We even brought over some of the artists and assets from Smuggler's Run to make sure that we were maintaining a consistent visual style. My name is Alyssa Finley, and I am the senior producer on Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. It has been fantastic to collaborate with Oculus Studios. We worked with them on Vader Immortal, and we've gotten to work with them again on Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. We're working together to bring the story to life. When you get onto Batu, you end up in Cecil Slack's cantina with a new face you've never seen before. Cecil Slack, the cantina's bartender, who's a little rough around the edges. And he's the same race as the six-size character that was first seen in the Solo movie. I play Cecil Slack. He's a little kooky, and it, maybe being alone and not having a lot of customers has affected him. He enjoys his life. He's got a bit of a belly. He samples a little too much of his own goods. He has very few patrons, but he takes some pride in his cantina. He, when he sees a spot, he wants to wipe it off. You go there, he'll tell you stories, and he really gives you a gateway into the world of Galaxy's Edge. He's just the guy that's like, hey, did you see that ship out there? It's a Millennium Falcon. Can you believe that? Like, it's right there. Like, you know how many stories that ship has? Yeah, you ever heard about that ship? Pretty famous. 
Bobby Moynihan, who is an SNL alumni. He's an artist when it comes to this stuff, right? We write a line, and then Bobby will take that line and he'll expand on it through improv. Cecil Slack is just like sitting there reading a book and you can kind of go over and bother him, so we just improvised a bunch of Star Wars references and like, oh, I can't believe they're dating, and like just stuff like that. Well, those two got together? <laughs> Not gonna last long. In this case, we're capturing the facial performance along with the audio. So they match perfectly. We capture the actor's intent. Okay. Jose was directing these sessions. It's really fun to watch. <laughs> I gotta tell you, most of the time I'm relieved I'm not a chip. A lot of handy abilities, you know? You're not thinking this, you're not thinking that. Tara Rasheen is a part of the Guavian Death Gang. She runs a tight ship, literally and figuratively. And when she has a goal, she will not take no for an answer, and she will never relent. As soon as we started working with Deborah, she literally brings 5,000%. She is super intense and wants to get to the core of that character. That feels like it'll be more satisfying. Let's do that. We're looking for something, and we won't stop until we get it. There is no emotional repercussions in what she does. Sometimes it simply is a matter of survival. We really wanted to open up what you could do in this experience compared to some of the other things that we've done. So we have some really fun things in there, just like listening to a jukebox. We've got some versions of space darts that you can play. Fans are gonna love this because being able to just walk around with these characters and experience their world and you become part of it. And I think that's the number one thing of being a Star Wars fan is you, is you want to be part of it. It's a very different experience than being an audience because you really become a character within the story. There's so many fun things that you're going to get to do in Tales from the Galaxy's Edge as a Star Wars fan. You're going to get to go out into the wilds of Batu and explore. You get to fire blasters. You get to fight Guavian Death Pirates and you get to hang out with Porks. And there's some appearances from some really iconic Star Wars characters. Ten-year-old me would be bowing down at my feet that I get to bring these characters to life. Star Wars means the world to me. I grew up with it my whole life. I played with the toys when I was a kid. Uh, we played it on the playground. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. Okay, don't get me started, okay. To get to be involved in this is, is absolutely insane. <laughs> I'm actually a little giddy. It's literally a dream project for me. I can't wait for fans to dive in there and just fully immerse yourself. It's a new, fun way to get lost in the Star Wars universe. I just can't wait to play it. So Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge coming later this year, exclusively on Oculus Quest. Of course, we know if you have the proper software, that is not the case. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the Deborah Wilson cast member that they they talked to right at the end of the video there she also uh played seer janda in uh, jedi fallen order and her voice was also featured in uh the rise of skywalker as uh, one of the alien characters on that planet where they had the big uh dance mob or whatever flash mob uh nambi gimba or nandy nandy gimma or something like that so uh th those are all on her imdp page but uh, yeah, so super cool. Um, it's interesting that they're taking a, a step up, like up a notch from The Sims 4. It's similar experience, whereas but instead of your Sims going to Galaxy's Edge, you will be in Galaxy's Edge as, uh, you know, virtual, virtually, and uh, exploring new locations around the outskirts of Batu. So not only are you uh, able to probably see 
the same exact layout and design as Gal picture Galaxy's Edge, but digitized and you're able to go there in virtual reality. Like that's exactly what this is. But then there's no limits. So like there's an outside to that, in which case at Disney, you exit Galaxy's Edge and you're in uh, Magic Kingdom or something like that. Whereas like in the game here, uh, you exit uh, the local Black Spire outpost and you're actually in the outskirts on that planet on Batu. So that's really, really cool. And there's a lot of potential here uh, for some great storytelling and uh, meeting some new characters and just adding a lot of depth and history to that place. Uh, they've been doing this a lot. They, they featured Batu and Black Spire Outpost in uh, the second Thrawn book in the Thrawn trilogy that uh, Timothy Zahn wrote. And uh, they also featured it in a book called Black Spire, I believe it was, and uh, a comic book written by Marvel Comics under the uh, Star Wars banner, of course, uh, also called Galaxy's Edge. So uh, it's been featured quite a few times throughout the novels and the, the, the comics and all that stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving out one or two of the smaller, younger reader books that probably featured that location as well. But uh, now we're actually getting the next wave of, of merchandising for this place, which is now the video games. And I think it's incredibly cool that you'll be able to go there in virtual reality. So that's pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, so stay tuned for more information on that. And uh, that will be coming pretty soon in, uh, I guess, uh, you should go check out the video for yourself, of course. I mean, uh, that, that trailer is just, I just nabbed that off of YouTube, but uh, it is coming around the corner and uh, we'll be able to go to Batu right at home. So that'll be super exciting. Uh, next bit of news is uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, the next installment in the Lego Star Wars video game series. Uh, it's scheduled now to release in spring 2021 on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PC, and Mac. So widely available and uh, it'll be uh, a great Lego game. Looks pretty cool. Uh, it's going to feature episodes one through nine in uh, a playing format uh, that I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of work that's gone into this. I remember the complete saga game when that came out. It, it felt like a express version of every single movie. You know, there's only a couple levels per film and it was kind of more the iconic scenes. I really hope they don't cut corners like that. I really hope that each film gets a really vast amount of levels you know at least like eight to ten or something like that uh, of levels per episode that would be worth it and uh, i think it, it really does ring with the potential of a lot of these new consoles uh and uh that's that's kind of what i want to see because it's been a while since we've had uh, a lego star wars game that's actually memorable i don't know how many of you guys actually bought and played the force awakens lego star wars game but i always forget that that was even a thing uh the last one that i actually bought and played through all the way was lego star wars 3 which was uh the, the clone wars game and uh, that came out a very long time ago now so uh yeah looking forward to this game so let's uh let's check out the official gameplay trailer you can find this on youtube as well and this launched uh i think uh for the online gamescom 2020 i believe that event so uh yeah here is the trailer we can uh, give it a listen I want to learn the ways of the Force 
and become a Jedi like my father. The Force is unusually strong with him. That much is clear. Twisted by the dark side, young Skywalker has become. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. That boy is our last hope. No. There is another. I'm from the Resistance. Your sister Leia sent me. We need your help. that music from the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Despite my feelings on the film, the trailer was fantastic. Not him, the Falcon. <laughs> I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. So be it, Jedi. Coming first quarter next year, 2021, that's going to be an awesome game. The trailer actually feels a lot more epic and serious, a lot a lot like the uh, the movie trailers. But then it's got that subtle Lego humor in there. And I think that's why people really love playing these games is because it's a humorous take on, on Star Wars in Lego. I mean, there's, there's so much going for it, right? So I think uh, that's definitely one thing about the Lego games that's always been appealing. And uh, it's nice that they, you know, you watch the trailer and it immediately doesn't feel like it's just 100% a joke. Uh, it feels very serious until, you know, halfway or a quarter way through the trailer. And then there's that little the Lego humor tidbit that they throw in there, in there uh, at you in there. So so that was that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, check out the trailer on YouTube. Uh, it's worth watching. And uh, I don't know if any of you pre-ordered the game, but uh, I believe pre-orders might be up I, i'm not entirely sure but uh you can figure that out for yourself so uh star wars squadrons that's the next video game there's so many video games coming out man uh october 2nd that's that's when that comes out the open beta has already uh come and gone and uh it's it's going to be released very soon on uh pc playstation 4 and xbox one now, as far as PlayStation 4 and uh, PC goes, it will be VR compatible, which means that uh, you'll be able to sit at your desk, put your headset on, and uh, feel like you're actually in a starfighter. As you, as, and then I'm assuming you control it the same way you would, which is uh, either with your keyboard or if you're on PC or with your 
controller if you got one plugged in or if you're on a playstation 4 then of course you'd probably have the the controller there as well naturally but uh unfortunately xbox i'm sorry um there's no vr option for anybody on xbox so if you're planning on playing this game uh you're going to need a vr headset on uh, your pc that uh, if you want to play the vr option then you'll have to buy it on pc or your playstation and as far as pc goes you'll need a, a headset that actually plugs into your pc because uh, those oculus quests uh, are not going to cut it the game doesn't run on that headset it's too intense so uh, you're going to need to buy that that adapter cable that is able to uh, harness the power of your gpu so uh, yeah i mean you could figure that out for yourself but uh, just a heads up that's that's what it's available on and it'll be available on October 2nd. So uh, playable ships is a TIE Fighter, Interceptor, TIE Bomber, and TIE Reaper. So uh, so four of those. And for the Repu- for New Republic, sorry, uh, the X-Wing Fighter, A-Wing Interceptor class, Y-Wing Bomber, and U-Wing Support class. So those are all the ships that you can play as, four from each side. And uh, the story is set after the Battle of Endor, very similar to Battlefront II, the campaign. Uh, set after the Battle of Endor and the destruction of the Death Star, the story alternates between two customizable pilots who are flying for the New Republic's Vanguard Squadron and the Empire's Titan Squadron. So if you guys like the Alphabet Squadron novels, I'm sure that uh, this will have potential to flow into those. You know, I'm not I'm not 100% expecting it, but the trailer is awesome and we get a glimpse at a live action looking Harris and Dula, which is fantastic. So, let's give the single player preview just a bit of a listen here, but look this up online for yourself. We all choose our path. Light or dark. Freedom or destruction. The Empire chose to destroy Alderaan in order to spread fear and douse the fires of rebellion. But the heroic pilots of the Rebel Alliance have chosen to keep fighting, to show the Empire that we are not afraid. It was their bravery that ended Palpatine's reign and brought about our new Republic. However, the Empire lives on, shattered though it may be. As I speak, Imperial forces are edging toward the Bormia Sector, hoping to end our new Republic before we find our footing. As their Empire collapses, they try to tighten their grip. But the galaxy is changing, and you can be a part of it. With the help of brave and daring pilots, this war can end. Make a choice. Fly with the New Republic. Change our galaxy for the better. Hi, I'm Suzanne Hunka, narrative producer on Star Wars Squadrons. Our single-player story is one of daring pilots and deep-seated rivalries. Take Titan Squadron. Hunt down this Starhawk and eliminate it. Gladly, Admiral Sloan. Over the course of the story, you'll fly as two pilots on opposite sides of the war. And, like all modes in Star Wars Squadrons, you'll have the option to experience every mission fully immersed in VR. Wedge Antilles, Rogue Squadron. I hear you're the reason I was able to finally get a comm through. Today, we're giving you a glimpse of an early Imperial mission behind enemy lines. One of our spies, Agent Thorne, has discovered vital intelligence on Project Starhawk. Your mission is to extract her from an orbital outpost above Hosni and Prime. Behind enemy lines, you'll have to eliminate perimeter defenses. The outpost is defenseless. When you've secured the area, you will escort the Gladius to the outpost, and our extraction team will acquire Agent Thorne. Once Thorne is secure, 
Reach your Gozanti cruisers and return to the Overseer. Cover our escape and escort us to the jump point. We have Republic Corvettes inbound. Move, Titan! Ladies, change course and keep it at Thorns safe. Titan 3, take out those fighters. Understood. I'll handle it. You have my thanks, Titan Squadron. No time to celebrate. Move on. Each mission will immerse you into the escalating conflict between the New Republic and a Shattered Empire. Debrief with your squadmates between missions. You're our new wingmate. Customize and master all eight starfighters and join the galaxy's finest. I need you focused and ready to go. From bombing runs at the Nadiri dockyards to setting a trap in the Xavian Abyss, the story of these rival squadrons will push the war to the brink and define the galaxy for years to come. I look forward to seeing you in combat October 2nd. Alright, so uh, the game will be backwards compatible with the new consoles. However, there won't be any PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X versions that are exclusive to those consoles. So uh, this is probably one of the last games that you'll see be released on the previous generation of console. And uh, it will be backwards compatible, which is cool. But so awesome to see a lot of familiar faces in there. Uh, Wedge Antilles, obviously from the original trilogy. Uh, Admiral Ray Sloan has been popping up through every form of media in Star Wars since the very first canon book, A New Dawn, all the way back in 2015, I think it was. So uh, very, very cool stuff. Uh, she's been in A New Dawn. It was the, the Kanan comic book, I think, uh, the Alphabet Squadron series she was mentioned in, the Aftermath trilogy, so she was a big part of that trilogy of books, uh, the Phasma novel, um, and uh, Resistance Reborn. There was an indirect mention, and the Battlefront Two campaign, of course, uh, she was mentioned in that as well. Uh, Star Wars Insider short story, when they, when they did those. Uh, I don't know if they still do those or not, but uh, yeah, she was in the, the, the short story called Orientation, which uh, I believe was uh, also written by uh, John Jackson Miller, who did uh, the book A New Dawn. So I think that short story actually flowed into that book. And uh, yeah, so very cool to see her character show up again, uh, just giving so much more depth to uh, the character of Ray Sloan who uh, we all love as fans. And if you have no idea who she is, uh, look her up on Wikipedia. She's got a lot of history in the new canon storyline, and she has a lot to do with uh, the age of the end of the empire. And, uh, and uh, she's, got a lot of, she's got a lot of cool aesthetic about her. So uh, yeah, nice to see her. And then of course, General Syndulla. If you've watched the trailer yourself, you'll know, or a few of the trailers, because there's a few videos now, you'll know that she actually pops up in person and we see something of a live action recreation of what she would look like if she was uh, in a movie. So that's that's pretty cool as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to all the tie-ins that the story gives us with all the books and, and everything. And I mean, we can all experience that for ourselves October 2nd on uh, the platforms that it's being released in. So that's pretty much all I got for the video games. Uh, Mandalorian Season 2 coming out October 30th. So a lot of stuff coming out in October. If you, you know, I mean, a lot being uh, the two big things there, Squadrons and Mandalorian Season 2. I mean, we're all going to be very busy. So uh, a day before Halloween, we're going to get 
the first episode of uh, season two of The Mandalorian. And I'm assuming that this first episode is going to be subtitled as chapter nine, naturally, kind of like how Stranger Things did it. The new season didn't start off with another new chapter. They uh, just kept going because it's the same consistent story. So we can uh, look forward to The Mandalorian. There's no trailer yet. However, if you keep your eyes peeled, I'm pretty sure in the next uh, week or two, maybe uh, we could potentially get a trailer if they decide to release one uh, or a sizzle reel or, or something like that. I mean, they got to start marketing this thing at some point, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're just waiting until Mulan is kind of off to the side and people have had their way with watching Mulan on Disney Plus premiere or whatever they're calling it these days. So uh, yeah, very cool. Looking forward to season two. Been waiting a long time for that. And uh, speaking of Mandalorian, actually, the life-size version of the child you can get on Sideshow Collectibles. It is fantastic. The emails are starting to get shipped out for anybody who pre-ordered them back in spring. So uh, if you do have your email, then I believe you're supposed to receive the child in October or November. One of the two, I have yet to receive my email, but uh, it's going to be a really cool addition to your collection. And I believe it's the only life-size collectible that you can actually buy that is more or less affordable because nobody has the, well, not very many people have the money to buy a $9,000 life-size Darth Vader. I mean, I'll tell you, I would love one, but uh, I, I don't want to drop that kind of money on a life-size Darth Vader. <laughs> but uh, if any of you do have a life-size Darth Vader, I envy you and uh, congratulations. So yeah, that's that's about it. But um, if you guys have been keeping on top of the novels, of course, Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, which is uh, subtitled as book one of a new series or a new trilogy. Um, here's the here's the cover for this. Um, uh Discover Thrawn's origins within the Chiss Ascendancy in the first book in a new epic Star Wars trilogy from best-selling author Timothy Zahn. Beyond the edge of the galaxy lies the unknown regions, chaotic, uncharted, and near impassable, with hidden secrets and dangers in equal measure. And nestled within its swirling chaos is the Ascendancy, home to the enigmatic Chiss and the nine ruling families that lead them. The peace of the Ascendancy, a beacon of calm and stability is shattered after the daring attack on the Chiss capital that leaves no trace of the enemy. Baffled, the Ascendancy dispatches one of its brightest young military officers to root out the unseen assailants. A recruit born of no title but adopted into the powerful family of the myth and given the name Thrawn. With the might of the expansionary fleet at his back and the aid of his comrade Admiral R. Alani, answers begin to fall into place. But as Thrawn's first command probes deeper into the vast stretch of space his people called the Chaos, he realizes that the mission he has been given is not what it seems, and the threat to the Ascendancy is only just beginning. So uh, very cool. It's uh, it's kind of like a prequel trilogy to Thrawn's appearance in uh, the Thrawn trilogy that we already do have, written by Timothy Zahn, once again, who invented the character. And uh, it's going to be cool. It's uh, it, it dropped uh, September 1st, 2020, and uh, it's it's out on shelves. So uh, I believe the first wave of copies have blue edges to the paper, which is pretty sweet. So you can 
head down to your local bookstore and and make sure that you get one of those. Otherwise, if you order online, maybe you'll get one. I have no idea. Uh, but uh, it's about four 400 pages long and uh, published by the Del Rey Group. So it's another one of the the main staple books in the the Star Wars canon timeline. And uh, there's been a lot of hype around Thrawn Ascendancy. So uh, be sure to pick that up because uh, it's going to be great. And if you loved the, the character of Thrawn so far, uh, if, if all you have right now is your experience with the character in Rebels, uh, the existing Thrawn trilogy might be awesome for you to actually get into because that trilogy takes place around the same time as Rebels and flashes back to uh, Clone Wars in the second book as well. And uh, you slowly get to get a bigger picture of this character's history and his past. And And Thrawn is just such an awesome character. And, and I think... I'm so curious as to what they're going to do with it. If you've seen the end of Star Wars Rebels, you'll know exactly what happens. And uh, I'm so curious as to where they're going to actually take that character. Um, of course, with Timothy Zahn's blessing, uh, Dave Filoni hopefully will figure something out. And uh, hopefully we get the news of a new animated series uh, coming uh, regarding those characters. Not just uh, Bad Batch, of course, um, but uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, older news now, but but the Bad Batch, of course, is is uh, a series that's going to be coming next year, and uh, we can also look forward to that. And the last thing I got is uh, the Marvel Comics Star Wars relaunch, uh, which takes place between episodes five and six, written by Charles Soule, uh, not unlike the first Star Wars series that took place between episodes four and five. Uh, this one is going to be following the same group of characters uh, uh, just after the next the next film and i think it's about six issues in now things have slowed down due to the the covid scenario uh but it's been uh, a great uh author to have on board with uh, the star wars team charles soul's written some of the best stuff that's available i've loved the vader comic series those have been my favorite and uh it's awesome that he's actually diving into some other stories other than vader uh, to get his take on some of these characters because he's just magnificent. I mean, his way of storytelling is fantastic. And uh, I also love all the artists that he pairs up with to uh, visually tell the stories that he's writing as well. So uh, super cool. And if you've been keeping up with those, unlike myself, who has just got too much to catch up on, then uh, hopefully you've been enjoying those. But uh, yeah, those have been uh, at the... Uh, a dispense of the Marvel Comics Unlimited subscription. So... If you have the application uh, called Marvel Unlimited, you can subscribe and get unlimited Marvel comics uh, for across the board. I mean, everything from Spider-Man all the way up to Star Wars. Uh, you can get it all at your fingertips at a very low cost every every month. So so that's pretty cool, too. Uh, but that's about it. That's all I got for you guys. That's, that's the news. And uh, let's just uh, head into the outro here. All right, so uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. I mean, uh, it's it's a, it's been fun to chat Star Wars over the last year. I mean, this is the first episode that uh, actually it's the second episode that'll be that'll have dropped since our uh, one year anniversary on the the thirtieth of, of August. Uh, that's when the show launched a solid year ago, and since then we've just done. Uh, uh, oh man, I can't even count how many episodes we got. I think it's like 
yeah, I don't know. You can count for yourself. <laughs> but we've had the 40 episode uh, Clone Wars talk series and uh, many more things. So uh, hopefully you guys have been entertained over the last year. And I do hope that you've enjoyed the Phantom Menace commentary track. You can look forward to more commentary tracks coming in the future. Uh, but get in touch with us. Let us know what we can do to improve the show. And if you have any feedback or or comments or anything like that you can reach us at a variety of places uh join the discord the link is in the description uh that's where the action is happening the discord is going to be slowly built out so over time but uh, right now there's a little bit there and uh if you're curious then uh it's a good place to get some information on the podcast and just star wars in general so that is there at your disposal uh, so is our voicemail page. Leave us a voicemail and you'll hear yourself on the show uh, at our SpeakPipe address. That's also listed in the description. Our Twitter feed is SW Escape Podcast. We got our email down there as well, the escapepod at Outlook.com. We got a Swell app account, which is pretty cool. It's like a Twitter, but for voice messages. And uh, of course, the Facebook page is up and running these days as well. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, share this with a friend and uh, give us a good rating because that helps us out a lot, guys. So we'll see you next time on the show and may the force be with you.